Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And the thing we all need to know is, has Amy had another crisis and tattooed herself or pierced her eyebrow with a safety pin or any other weird random thing? No, no, I, I'm just, okay. I've left it at that. Because the thing is, what I didn't think about when I was having my little breakdown and, and cut all my hair off and dyed it um, was that webcams exist. And I'm still supposed to go to work meetings and stuff and show my face. Uh, yeah. So at the moment, I'm getting away with the webcam's not working sort of stick at the moment. <laughs> Are you really doing that? Are you really <laughs> yeah, pretending? Yeah, just. No one that? asks. No one asks. If people just assume <laughs> if you, you know, when you go into like Zoom or whatever, just don't allow your computer to access the um, the webcam, and people just assume it's not working. So. Uh, that's how I've been getting by. But at some point, they're going to see it and they're going to know you've been faking it. They're not going to see it if this lockdown continues until October, whatever, and I will make sure it does. <laughs> I keep hearing, like, I keep reading these news reports and it's like, oh, we could be out of lockdown in just a few weeks or whatever to kickstart the economy. I'm like, start the economy? My hair looks a fucking mess. <laughs> keep it, keep lockdown. It looks even worse at the moment because it's like, I don't know if you can see. Yeah, a little thing. bit. It's like all growing out very straight like straight out yeah, my head because obviously is, yeah. it's just all been cut one length <laughs> have you reported this to the scientific advisory group because perhaps this is something that they haven't considered your hair in particular exactly who need to know they need to my my hair is a, a mental health risk i think to other people <laughs> wow. I think it's very upsetting but um yeah so that's the situation just uh, you know what as well i keep trying to remember to wear a hat when i go out and i keep forgetting and i keep looking like a crazy person so so no i haven't done anything else because the hair is enough to deal with at the moment so yeah amazing well done and speaking of lockdown rules because of course because what else is there to talk about other than netflix um we've got a great range of branded merch of course is on spreadsheet one thing we won't be adding is a face mask i got an email about this the other day saying you can get branded face masks i'm like (laughs) that feels bad even for us i mean is that that feels a little bit like profiteering doesn't it it does, and it feels a bit like medical advice, like saying, oh, you yeah. should wear a face mask, really, when we don't know the situation with face masks. Yeah, so. they're not like super medical ones. I think they are just like cloth ones that just hook mm. over the ears. They're just kind of the really basic ones. But uh, I actually just went into the email and looked on the uh, more, for more, more information about it on the website, and they've sold out. Like, within days, there's, there's like four updates saying, oh, it's going to be a month, or oh, it's now going to be 15 days, oh, we think we're going to just have to mark them as sold out. And loads of people are like, oh, these are amazing, great. I'm like, you're selling face masks, so you're making a profit, Spreadshirt are making a profit on face masks. That doesn't feel right. I will say that the running is BS buff. I mean, let's, okay, it doesn't have to be the running is BS buff, any buff, but, you know, if you want to go for it. Um, it's very good for, for like, if you... If you're like me and you touch your face a lot when you run, which I do, I have really bad hay fever, so I'm always like rubbing my eyes and touching my mouth, and I'm just a face toucher anyway, uh, my own face usually. Um, I find having a buff is really good for not touching your face. That's the only yeah. thing I will say about it. So now, when I run, and I've actually been running, um, I wear a buff and I wear sunglasses and a hat, and I look like a crazy person, <laughs> but at least I'm not touching my face. <laughs> so, so that's the one thing I will say the about The mouth it. and nose is covered, the eyes are covered, and just your hair is sticking out everywhere yeah well i wear a hat as well so nothing is left um but it does it does help i mean if you're not the sort of person that touches your face a lot then i suppose it doesn't really matter i'm terrible pandemic or no pandemic i'm constantly touching my face so i'm touching my face now (laughs) touching your face god So if you want to get a running is BS buff to protect you from coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, it's a multifunctional tube. And one of those functions is it can cover your mouth and might help a little bit. But we're not saying it's just for that. <laughs> it is just for that. We're doing limited edition coronavirus <laughs> running is BS buffs. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks. Um, huge congratulations to our last guest who ended up running a hundred miles in his garden. It was live streamed across the world by an American sports channel who are obviously desperate for something to broadcast. It's just they need some sport. We need some sport from anywhere. Yeah. And so they just they filmed Gareth running round and round his garden. Um, I managed to catch it when I turned it on on Sunday, put the live stream on, and I caught it just as they were finishing and they were kind of summing up. They had like a couple of guys sitting on sofas in a flashy studio. He goes, well, why do you think about Gareth? Well, he's done a fantastic job. And they're like, what? They're actually doing like proper punditry on... Gareth running around his garden. It's so strange. 
I know people are so starved for sport. They're also everyone sat at home like, oh, go on, you can do yeah. it. Only fifty seven hundred more laps to go, or something. Yeah, and on Facebook, he said, "Well, that was an interesting twenty eight hours, forty four minutes, and fourteen seconds. Three thousand nine hundred twelve laps and one hundred point zero two three miles. Love the precision." He said, at the end, I was broken both physically and mentally. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. The constant turns, the lack of being able to get into a stride, the massive energy crash at 73 miles made this weekend seriously tough. Uh, he then thanked loads of people, uh, the most noteworthy of which, I think, was to Phoenix Running, who sent him a medal and lots of Freddos. That's the kind of company you need supporting you. Definitely. It's not the medals. The Freddos themselves is worth running 100 miles around your garden, I guess. And if you think Gareth is done, I'm afraid you are wrong. <laughs> I just checked his uh, most recent update. May will now see me attempt to complete Mark Cockbane's The Accumulator. It's simple, really. Run at least one mile on May the 1st, two miles on May the 2nd, three miles May the 3rd, and still be alive by May 31st. What could possibly go wrong? <sighs> Fucking hell, Gareth. <sighs> I... What... <sighs> That's not what we mean by building up your that is, mileage. No, that is a bad kind of... It's something we say too often on this. Just what is wrong with you? What is wrong with people? What is wrong with runners, generally? Again, as I said, it's no wonder people hate us. Fucking hell. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we wouldn't have a podcast without... I mean, it does help. So. Yeah, it gives us something to do for a few yeah. hours a week, so that's nice. <laughs> Speaking of building up the mileage... I have been this week. I have been building up the mileage. Yeah, yeah, I've been going out for the last few weeks. I've been pretty consistent with it. Uh, Three times a week. Next week, I'll be going into four times a week. Oh, careful now. So, yeah, I've actually been out running. And you know what? I'm at that sweet spot at the moment where it's not completely shit. I need to be careful not to go. I think I said this last time. I just need to be careful not to go too crazy. But it's feeling pretty good. Very impressive. Well done. I'm going to have a quick check of your Strava. Uh, look at that got a few runs this week oh you've been a little bit of exploring as well going a few different places oh very impressive amy yeah exactly i like even like did a hill a hill um, on friday like a massive hill that hill near leckworth well going up to that is a bitch as well isn't it it was intense yeah, it was hot. But I'd never been up there before. This is really boring. You'll probably edit this out. But um, people who live in Cardiff, I'd never been up there before. But it's like being in a whole different world. Like, it's mad. You feel like you're in the middle of the countryside all of a sudden. It was a really nice loop. And there was some elevation in there and stuff. And I'm actually, yeah, I'm running again. Wow. <laughs> Mine's kind of on the way back down now. I was kind of peaking. I was doing loads. And now I'm just kind of, mm. I'm just still tired. I'm just, uh, even it's coming right down now mm. from 45. I've just done a week of 28 kilometers. And I just still feel a bit shit. So eh, I'll keep it around there and it'll be fine. I'm not fussed. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but I've seen on social media that other people's sleep pattern has got really fucked up with this. But mine, I've been getting up, well, waking up every morning about 3, 4 a.m for some reason exactly i think it's because like i go out for my run or whatever then the rest of the day i'm not really doing much i'm working but i guess my body's quite yeah. rested so the other morning i went out for a run at 5 a.m because i'd been awake since i think quarter to four and i just wasn't going back to sleep so i thought ah, oh, i'll go out for did a you run. have your handgun with you yeah no somebody did i think it was you said on um commented on my instagram and said isn't that when the murderers are out? And I did tell him that the murderers' shifts are from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Oh, okay, that's good. Pretty much everyone knows that. Wouldn't you get... Because I did think about that. When I was up at... When it got to, like, half four, I was thinking, oh, I should go out for a run. I've got quite a bit of energy, actually. I thought, no, wait till 5 yeah, a.m. just the murderers on the way home then, aren't they? So you don't want to catch... There might be one a bit exactly. late who might have just done a little bit of murdering and it's just still a, a, overrunning a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was no murderers, so I think it proves my theory. Wait, perhaps you're the murderer. <laughs> Did you murder anyone? (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) What have you been up to? You've already told us what you've been up to. (laughs) Um, What else have you got written down here? You go into that. (laughs) I spotted a thing on Facebook that pissed me off the other day as well. Someone just posted a, a screenshot of an email they received. And it said, are you missing your running mojo? Have you spent the past four weeks on the sofa scoffing cake? Are you worried about how to get back uh, running after the horrendous hiatus in your training? And then there's a photo of a woman like really guiltily eating a chocolate eclair. <laughs> I was just so fucking pissed off with it. Because there's a lot of people saying like, ha ha, that's true. Uh, I have been sitting on the sofa eating cake. Ha ha ha. But I'm just like, 
they're advertising to you by saying you're fat you're not good enough be ashamed of yourself look at yourself you fat mess we can help (laughs) horrendous hiatus (laughs) and i'm just like it just really pissed me off and it kind of annoyed me that so many people are like ah but i have been like yeah but they're advertising to you and they're trying to sell you stuff by telling you you're fat and useless and they can fix it for you i don't even know what it was for actually but i don't care that would just immediately lose me any kind of business from them that, I, I am wondering, though, what the product is they're trying to flog you. Is it like a training Yeah, plan probably something like that. Or some kind of motivational thing, but fucking hell. It's like a really weird, like... I don't know whether that's even a stock image or whether that's something the advertiser did themselves. It's a very odd like, green background to it, yeah. Image. Yeah, it doesn't look very professional, does it? Which makes me wonder whether... I don't know. Like, this is some they just done it themselves. Personal trainer or something. But yeah, she's obviously had a horrendous hiatus in her training and... It's just such garbage advertising. People should should know better than that by now. But the annoying thing is, it probably works on a lot of people as well, and that just pisses me off even more. Yeah, yeah, it's playing on guilt, which a lot of runners feel when they have breaks or whatever. But that's not, and I know from experience, that's not the best way to get you out there. I joke about it, but like feeling guilty about things will just make you not want to go even yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. Louise Penny replied on Twitter, said, "Boo, that would lose my business." My running mojo is the best it's been in a long while, and I'm putting it down to actually having energy from taking rest days and eating the damn cake. Oh, I've had some of my best runs when I've just eaten shit the day before. You know when you've had one of those days where you've just eaten absolute shit? And I always wake up the next morning, I've got to do a long run or whatever, and feel like, this is not going to go well. The stuff I ate yesterday, this is not going to... But it's always amazing. I've always got loads of energy. You know, so yeah. Yeah, resting on your sofa is fine. Eating is fine. You need to do both of those things in order to run. Yeah, exactly. And cake's good, you know, cake, you got your sugars, you got your fats, it's probably very good for really it's literally a health food. Literally a health food. Um, so from the last episode, um, Mark Atkinson at Monty the Mole has got some advice for you, Amy. He said, if your watch is recording mad elevation on a Garmin, try clearing out the sensor hole on the side. A hoover or a quick blow with a straw can clear debris out and make it more accurate. Oh, that's really helpful, Mark. I'm not even being sarcastic here. It's been worth doing this podcast for over a year just for that advice, because that sounds that's really helpful. That's some real advice we've just given out. I mean, we didn't come up with it, yeah. but yeah. that's pretty good. It is very, it has, it has been doing it. It's been a bit janky, you know, now and again. Like, I think my run yesterday did the same thing as, you know, a few minutes into my run, it was telling me I'd hit an elevation target. I was thinking, that's not quite right. Uh, But I will try that tip, Mark. Thank you very much. I had assumed it was something to do with the, like, the firmware on it, the software on it. But this looks like it could be the case. So thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at your run. That's basically a flat run. And it says you did 145 metres of elevation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did that as soon as I pretty much left my house. I mean, that's a flat run along a river, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no elevation change, basically. And if there was, it'd be like, I don't know, like 30 foot at most. Give it a blow. I will, I'll give it a blow. Best way to solve the problem. J at JMCH2 says... Further evidence that running round your yard is bullshit. My friend fell over his confused cat in his own garden and did his ankle in hasn't been able to run for a fortnight <laughs> That's are they great. running around the garden or they just fall over the cat i mean either way it's still fell over his confused cat i mean that's an interesting kind of addition to that i don't know why it makes it funnier i think the cat must have been confused because his mate was running and perhaps around yeah the ran underneath his legs or something like that yeah but a confused cat i don't know why but it definitely makes that funnier I could probably do that. I, you know, if if I was ever going to do a garden marathon, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it on my terrace basically, because Finley is going through this stage where he won't. He's being very naughty. Yeah. He's being a bit of an adolescent. So, if I try and get him in from the terrace, he goes a bit mad and runs, includes the herding dogs as well. He runs around in yeah. circles and like ties from tied to circles, and trying to chase him, I can't even chase a corgi around my terrace for. For two seconds, let alone running a marathon. It, that kind of additional detail just reminded me of when I did radio years and years ago. Uh, someone was telling me a story about how she'd broken her ankle. And it's just the little addition that she gave it that just made me lose it on air. And she said, it was something like, I came downstairs and I fell over a long dog. And I don't know why saying the dog was long <laughs> just made it so much funnier. If she said I fell over a dog, it's one thing. I fell over a long dog. Yeah. Just, I couldn't talk for ages. It was great. <laughs> 
It makes it sound like it's not her dog either. It's just, just a dog. Like a dog. A dog that just a long appeared. Dog. <laughs> um, a big thank you to our Patreon donors. Uh, the Patreon is back open again if you want to help support the podcast. Um, we have got a list here of the people who have donated us $5 in the last month. That is the dominating and steely Kirk Shepherd. The cheekily benevolent Nikki Genders. The waffly versatile Hugh Phillips. The exuberant and interesting Matt Lees. The suspiciously devilish Simon Ross. The galvanising and gallant Matt Garner. The quietly content Rob Smith. The geeky yet cool Jay. And the bullishly blithe Maria Blythe. Thank you all very much for giving us money. Have a look on Patreon and look up Running Is Bullshit to support us. Or go to our website, runningisbs.com. Amy, it's time for Running Confessions. This is our topic this uh, week. We ask people to send in their confessions of the terrible sins they've committed while out running. Um, you must have some confessions as well, Amy. Oh I'm going to start. You, well, you need to think of them while we're doing this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with mine. Which is kind of a pre-running confession, which is to say that before I ran, I used to be one of those people that would take the piss out of joggers. And I feel really bad about that now because I remember just seeing people out running. I'm like, what the fuck are they running for? What's the point? What are they doing? They're just running in circles. I saw people on Christmas Day. I'm like, do they know they don't have to run today? What are they doing? Why would they do it on Christmas Day? Why don't they just stay in? I was one of those people. And it really pisses me off now because I love running on Christmas Day now. It's brilliant. It's the best thing. Can you forgive me? Uh... Yes, I can. Oh, you are forgiven. You've repented you, through I have. being in their shoes. I have. From running yeah. on Christmas Day. Literally, not literally. From being one of those people. You know, walk a mile or run a mile in their shoes. Mm-hmm. I've learned I'm a, I'm a better person. Thank you, Amy. You are. You are. I'm, I'm a bit distracted because I'm trying to think, trying to think of mine. You should have. Oh, I need time to prep these things. I should have warned um, you what? Two weeks wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. Um, I think I'm just perfect. <laughs> that's, that's your confession think, is perfection i think I, I think i've confessed throughout this entire podcast series yeah, to various various things i've done so the other week i told you guys unless you edited it out due to current events about spitting on the floor once <laughs> um, once once I, I once spat on the floor it was terrible oh. um i don't know I guess the usual, which comes through on this podcast, is that I can be judgmental of other runners, you know, yeah. when I comment on why they're wearing all that stuff when it's boiling hot outside, you know. To be Their fair, though. really shit. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that is fun. So I think that's okay. You are forgiven for that. Yeah, I do. I do this thing as well. If I'm walking with my partner who doesn't run and there's a runner coming by, like really awful form, like bent over, I'm like, that's terrible form. That's going to lead to injury one day. You see that and I'll go, come on, like the things, it's just showing off. But actually, my form shit. I'm always injured. You know, you're such an expert. Those who are free of sin may cast the first stone, it definitely doesn't apply to me. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just thinking I'm an expert and judging people, which I guess we all do. Uh, am i forgiven you are amy yes oh thanks i'll carry on then before we get into the rest of them a shout out to kirk shepherd who suggested the running confessions idea but notably didn't submit any confessions of his own so obviously thinks he's pretty perfect as well Hmm. Mm. (laughs) so our first one from uh listeners mark highland at lost underscore pirate 21 He says, as a parkrun volunteer, I've seen plenty of parents push their child behind them at the funnel so they finish in front of their own child. Now, you know what? I think this is more of a top tip than a confession. (laughs) I mean, he's grassing someone else up here uh, indirectly, but I actually think that's a great tip. I think if you're a parent, you've got a kid with you, you want to finish ahead of them. They've got to learn. If they want to finish ahead of you, they've got to out-sprint you. Tough luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, They're forgiven. All of those parents are forgiven officially. (laughs) chris underscore whitmore said there's a section on my local park run through woods which gets really wet at times and rerouted along a path slightly further but at times quicker i started being shall we say overcautious and used it a little too often until called out on it by a friend Mm, so it's not even taking a shortcut that's taking a longer path to get round a muddy patch i think that's legit to be honest Oh, I, I see what you mean. I, when I first read this, I didn't quite understand. I think I was overcomplicating what, what he was saying in my head. Um, so he's basically saying that there's a there's an alternative route on his park run, um, but he uses the alternative route when he shouldn't. 
I think so, yeah. I think it's just like a, there's a longer path around a muddy patch, which is... Yeah. I mean, if it's longer, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, good. For, uh, Chris, you are forgiven. That's fine, I think, unless we've got that wrong. I don't, I don't think I forgive Chris. Really? I don't think... Yeah, because he's not on the, he's not on the proper route. <laughs> is he? If the, if the, I think a lot of parkruns have alternative routes, don't they, in, in case, you know, of ice or whatever, um, or wet weather, and... If the if the route isn't being rerouted, don't take the rerouted path. Okay, okay. I think that's the cardinal sin. Oh, park run. <laughs> okay. Not sticking to the course. Uh, at Helen and Allen says, "I'm a tall gent who provides a great shield for other runners in windy conditions. Don't shoot me by purposely for my amusement. Weave left and right to disrupt their drafting. Brackets cheating. I feel cleansed now." Well, thank you, Helen and Alan, who is one tall man. It's interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's two Again, people on top of each other in a big coat. That's, that's why they're, why so, they're tall. so tall. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think absolutely. Yeah, perfectly forgiven there. If people are drafting behind you to get out of the wind, perfectly fine to dodge out of the way of them every now and then. Is that cheating? Well, I think to him it is. Or is it strategy? I, I would that, call that, that strategy. That is a bit of race strategy. It's a bit of wind drafting. But then if he's dodging to uh, make sure they get out of his slipstream, yeah, absolutely fair enough. Good for him. At Cardiff underscore Dave says, the evidence is there for everyone to see if sought out, but will still come as a shock to many. For years, I would not run more than a few kilometres without having a water bottle in my hand, as illustrated in this old picture from Cardiff Park Run, with a certain stew in the background. I'm oh. reasonably sure the main reason he submitted this was because it's a picture of him ahead of me at Park Run at the end. <laughs> That's the only reason. Out of all the photos yeah. he could have chosen, he chose one where he's beating me. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that he's carrying a water bottle at Park Run is a small embarrassment to, to take. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's much of a sin. I say that's a bit of an embarrassment and that's kind of a weird newbie runner thing to do. Yeah, it's raining as well. It's not even like you can say it was warm it is, weather. It is it soaking wet in that photo as well. <laughs> and the weird thing about that photo is um, that was actually taken before we knew each other as well. I think I only noticed it oh. a little while later. That was like a few months before I joined the club. Oh. And so that was just... Um, and actually what really annoys me about it is the results for that day show him finishing 10 seconds ahead of me. And I'm clearly mm. like half a second behind him then and running pretty quick. So there's no way he beat me by 10 seconds. Uh, do we forgive Dave? Uh, yeah, I think it's a small transgression as, uh, it, as yeah, sins go. It's a pretty light one, yeah, to be honest. At least he was on the designated park run route. He was, as far as we know, yes. <laughs> Hugh Phillips has sent in a few here. He says, forgive me, Father Stuart and Mother Superior Amy, for I have sinned in the past. He said, I ran my first half marathon in Clenethley in a hoodie. Oh, I mean, oh. that's that's not a sin. That's just fucking stupid. He said, for London 2016, I changed my strategy on the day and chose not to take my camel back as it was minus one at the start and clearly didn't need the electrolytes. It then jumped to 18 degrees by midday and I had cramp. Again, dumb rather than a sin, I think. Yeah, yeah. New uh, mistake. And speaking of which, he also run Park Run in Caramore clothing. Oh, new mistake. We've all done it. We've yeah. all gone for the old Carrymore £3 t-shirts. It seems like a good deal. Okay, you are forgiven for that because we've all we've all been there. And the final one. After a friend collapsed at the 22-mile mark at the Newport Marathon, we waited 20 minutes for the ambulance to turn up. When it did, I then ran the end on my own. A lot quicker than most people who hadn't had a long sit-down and had loads of cheers because spectators thought I was having a second win and smashing it. Yes, that's a good finish to a marathon if there ever there was one. Yeah. Absolutely forgiven. I just all those poor people you must have overtaken think, oh, what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> they, oh, he must have been sitting down for half an hour. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, forgiven. I think that's that's all fair enough. I mean yeah, absolutely. I had a cut of half before. I was supposed to be pacing people. But I finished, I think I started too far ahead of them. So I thought I'd just go really slowly and wait for them to catch up and overtake me. And then I'll run with them. But I just never found them. Um, so I ended up from, uh, I think it was from 10k out, I decided just to kick and go for it. And I checked the official results and I overtook 4,000 people. <laughs> 
It was amazing. amazing. It was the best run I've ever had. If you ever need your ego boosted, walk the first half of a half marathon and then fucking just smash it to the end. It's brilliant. If you've got your pacing right, that's how it should be. Not 40, you know, 4,000 people, but you should be overtaking people because all those people that go out too fast, you're like, I'll see you later, mate. Yeah. And then just cruise past them. Love it. Ian Thompson says, I might have deliberately kept stump with clubmates about a new local 10k race that wasn't well publicised. Sure enough, one of the only clubmates that showed up wasn't on top form and I ended up winning the event by a minute on second place. I'm not proud, but a win's a win. I think you should be proud of that. (laughs) It's strategy. Like from weeks before, it's strategy. I mean, it's up to other people to find their races. It's not up to you. It's not your responsibility to advertise this race. If it wasn't well publicised, that's not your fault. You can only beat what's put ahead of you. And if you just make sure what's ahead of you is not very good, then perfect. Yeah. Well, not many people. If only three of you turned up, then it's... I'd take that. A win's a win, like you said. Yeah. Ian, you're forgiven. (laughs) The only trophy I've got, a massive trophy for adventure racing, uh, there was actually... It was for the best or first male pair. There was only one other male pair in the race. But still, won a trophy. Don't care. Yeah. At Just Pete says, Dear Reverend Stuart and the Superior Amy, my confession is that as a runner, I get very frustrated with other people. They either get in my way on park run, especially on a section known as the zigzags where people start walking. I mean, I should shoulder charge a bitch or people decide to just stop in front of me. Maybe a nice natter as a group, a sort of rolling path block. I wouldn't mind, but I am by no means either fast or have the body of a runner's world slash men's health runner. More your 50-year-old ageing prop with saggy boobs and belly. I think getting frustrated with other people who get in the way, that's not a sin. That's normal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's a good time to let all your anger out when you're running. <laughs> well, that pent-up energy. Yeah, the people that block paths and just spread themselves across the paths, having a nice chat. I mean, that's not what park runs for. Let other people put people through who want to race it. That's what it's about. Exactly. You need to get first. There are winners in park run. Absolutely. There is results. You need to get first place. We're all winners at park run. <laughs> Unless you're walking and chatting and blocking the path, then you're a loser. <laughs> right. Moving on. Uh, Stuart Brandwood says confession my park run PB is about 20 seconds faster than it should be I ran my tripe out I've never heard that expression before (laughs) I ran my I ran my tripe out and was chuffed with my time then got the text and it was way better than I actually did I emailed them but they couldn't unpick it at all so I'm stuck with it uh it depends how you what you say then. Because if someone says, what's your park run PB? And you say it's 20 minutes 42, and it was actually mm. about 21 minutes, it depends. Yeah. If, if you go yeah, around okay. telling people that's your park run PB, uh, I think that is not forgiven. If you say, oh, it's technically this, but then I think that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I agree. And that's what we have for confessions. You know, I was quite surprised, Amy. Uh, our confessions were a little bit tame. I thought we were going to get some pretty terrible stuff. It might be because this is open to the public and anyone can hear it. The true confessions. We need to sort of solicit out of people in a more covert way. I mean, if people want to submit anything anonymously, that is absolutely fine. We'll take that. We won't read it out on air, but we might do. I know we will. But we would just say they're anonymous. That's absolutely fine. We will keep your yeah, identity yeah. safe. So if you ever want to send us your running confession, if you want to receive forgiveness from the only people able to give that for some reason, uh, please send it to us anytime. DM us on Twitter, on Facebook, or runningisball at gmail.com. Now over to Twitter for some more general bullshitty talk and discussion. Anne Bishop at AnneBish1959 underscore Anne. Is her name Anne? <laughs> just Anne. found just found your podcast. Accompanied me on my run this morning, starting from the first one, so got some catching up to do, but loved it. Always makes me nervous when people are like, oh, I'm just starting from the beginning. You know, hope yeah. it gets you know, hope it carries on being good. It's like yeah, I've, get your I've just heard, too much. I've just heard your most recent one. I'm gonna start from the beginning. I always think, oh, the first two are a little bit dodgy because we didn't quite know what we're doing. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully she sticks with it and it's it boosts up our download stats. That's the only important <laughs> thing, frankly. Exactly. Yeah. At Shani Little it says having a little sit down outside after my run and thinking about the person I saw out there in full length black leggings and a hoodie. I don't even wear that many layers when there's ice on the ground. I'm with Amy all the way on warm weather running. And I think this was from maybe a week, week and a half ago when it was pretty warm as well. So this is probably like 20 degrees. Someone's running in leggings and a hoodie. You can tell it's lots of new runners out at the moment, yeah. which is fantastic. Great, fair well. play. But you can just tell because of the amount of tracksuits and really ridiculous. Like I went for a run the other day and it was cloudy out, but it was still fairly humid and warm. And there was people wearing all the kit you know the leggings the hoodies the raincoats just because there was a bit of cloud and there wasn't any visible sun yeah perhaps karen moore had a sale yeah (laughs) oh don't i i wore karen moore up to just a few years ago because it was you know cheap and cheerful so i've never wore karen moore shoes though that's one thing i will add i've never sunk that low Chris underscore Whitmore says, I'm currently feeling somewhat rich with all these race refunds dropping into my account, but it's made me consider how much I've been spending. Yeah, what else have you got to spend money on, though? Exactly, yeah. I mean, the amount of money I've lost from signing up to races and just not going. (laughs) Yeah, it all works I I donate my money. You know when, like, London Marathon, they're like, donate your money for whatever, for a chance to get a top or whatever. I just donate my money anyway to races, you know, just don't Good turn up. <laughs> I mean, he's get, at least Chris is getting race refunds. I know a lot of people aren't. Mm, yeah. Lots of, yeah. lots of deferrals going on or just every race is going to happen in October. God, yeah. It's Imagine be, how, yeah. October's going to be chaos. <laughs> There'll be a race every single weekend. I think I've got an ultra, a marathon and two halves in the space of six weeks. Jesus. As it stands. It may not happen. God, physios are going to be doing amazingly well, though, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Oh, to be a physio in November. Oh, <laughs> that's a business to be in. That will make up for these few months easily. Yeah. <laughs> At JMC82 says, grateful for my usual podcasts. Obviously, everything's changed. Even my running itself is different since I'm coming back from injury and have to run slash walk only short distances. But running commentary podcast, running is BS, and behind the medal are there, just like when I was marathon training last year. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll always be there for you, Jay. When all, when all others abandon you, your family, your friends, we will be there. When? <laughs> That's very pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> we all die alone. We'll be there, though. I mean, unless we stop paying the hosting fees and the podcast gets... Yeah, delayed. we won't be there then. But if, no, you keep, if you donate to our Patreon, Jay, we'll be there for you. Probably. <laughs> At Draglethor, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Dragle, Draglethor, does running 30 miles as your first run after a bit of a calf strain count as bullshit? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love the podcast, although I'm still massively behind as I decided to start at the beginning and have only finished episode 18. I hope the next 19 are just as good. Well, in episode 19, we we have a whole episode where we talk about not running 13 miles after having a calf strain. Oh, is that the 13 miles after yeah. a calf strain episode? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how your leg just explodes. Yeah, so let's, let's hope he skips ahead because otherwise he's not yeah. going to hear this for weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to be able to tweet in when they do things like that, but like they're not going to hear this tweet for weeks and months ahead. So, no, especially if you're that far behind, it's going to be next year when you're hobbling around, not being able to. Run. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because he's not going to be able to run after this week. No. Oh man, yeah, don't do. It is tempting though. I know why it's tempting because when you come back from injury and you're feeling really well rested, you probably can technically run 13 miles yeah. whether you can run after that is another question you can but you shouldn't as with so many things yeah. in life <laughs> exactly news running bullshit bullshit running news news running bullshit bullshit running news switching it up but remix <laughs> there we go we missed the biggest lockdown running scandal as it came out basically on the day of our last episode i'm sure everyone must know by now the ross barkley 5k a wonderful thing happened and uh, social media was galvanized in its support and how just how great this was we have to talk about it. amy you managed to miss this because you don't pay attention in short no, yeah. chelsea footballer ross barkley ran an interval session which totaled about 5k it was a bit over 5k in 16 minutes 11 
Now, he never made anything of it, but the Chelsea Football Club Twitter account tweeted it out as a 5K time with a mind-blown emoji. Saying, like, oh, Ross Barkley's 5K time. I mean, 16-11 would be pretty good for a footballer. Um, it didn't take long for another footballer, Joey Barton, to pull up the screen that showed the total elapsed time, which was one hour and five minutes. Of course, Strava wankers and the rest of running Twitter were all over this. And now the Ross Barkley 5K challenge has been born and is a wonderful thing. You'd be so embarrassed, wouldn't you, <laughs> if that happened? Because it obviously wasn't his intention. He wasn't doing it to, to try and fake running a fast time. He was just innocently doing an interval session yeah. where he paused his watch or whatever, I assume. Yeah. So it must have been so embarrassing for that to be, well, Chelsea FC, to so be tweeted out to the world, basically. Their social media officer obviously was just really bored of saying, oh, on this day we scored this goal against this club, as every other football team yeah. is doing in lockdown. And there's, oh my God, look how good Ross Barkley is at running. And uh, no, they got the wrong end of the stick. And now Strava lets you see the elapsed time on other people's runs. Actually took him an hour and five minutes. So the Ross Barkley 5K challenge now. So anyone who wants to do this, basically run any interval session that totals 5K and then name it the Ross Barkley 5K challenge and try and beat the world record. As far as I've seen, there's a guy who's done it in 10 minutes 37, but he did that in like 50 meter sprints. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's a that is a pretty cool idea because also you can look and see if it's taking someone like eight hours. <laughs> yes, then it's not really a suitable interval. <laughs> I did sort of try and give this a go. Um, I did it in just like five one k reps. By my excuses, I used my first one as a warm up rep, so it wasn't very quick. I did it in like twenty three and a half minutes, which is three minutes yeah. off my five k time. So I didn't quite do it properly. Yeah, maybe you could like play around with shorter reps or yeah. longer rests and all those sort of things get that sweet spot yeah there's nothing else to do in lockdown so (laughs) no we need to think of stupid ideas yeah (laughs) but it did remind me and i we had this discussion just before we started recording because i don't listen to the episodes back i'm barely present when i'm here now talking so i wasn't sure whether we'd covered this or whether you and holly had covered it one week but it reminded me of the Britney Spears thing, which is a bit old news now, but it did remind me of this, where uh, she claimed to have run 100 metres in half the time of Usain Bolt's world record, which is hilarious. Yeah, it was really... Because it just didn't... That Instagram post didn't really make sense either, did it? No. It just no. like, oh, I finally managed to break six. I'm like, sorry, you managed yeah. to break six seconds for 100 metres? I don't think she knew what she was talking about. No, no, she was in loads of numbers were just randomly coming up, like, oh, tens and then eights. And I'm like, what are these numbers referring to? Seconds? Like, distance? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, perhaps she was doing 100 feet, maybe. I don't know. Who would run 100 feet? And her picture, her picture seemed to be that she was on a treadmill as well. So, it's always good. But even so, she's not going to do it half. I'm not saying that that's going to make Britney Spears run half the time you say no. Bolt's world record but the whole concept is a bit bizarre and surreal so yeah, yeah. again new <laughs> runners I, yeah i think there's a lot of that because the thing is when because i did i i had an instant once where i ran a apparently a half marathon in about 20 minutes nice, um yeah yeah very fast um but of course when when you've more experience of running you know things like that on you know is a mistake especially when it's more subtle things like i don't know running a 5k in like say 16 minutes for non-runners people might think that's achievable because they Mm. don't really have an idea of how long that takes so i think we see a lot of that now on strava and stuff where people's garments whatever have just messed up a bit and it's like oh yeah i've got this pb of like 16 minutes or whatever you know yeah must have done that's what the watch uh, says so must have done. yeah 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 or like i've run 100 meters in half the time of usain bolt's world record you know for if you're a new runner and you're not clued up on those sort of things then yeah i get i've seen a lot of posts i can't remember i was looking at them in reddit or somewhere of like people shaming their um, their work colleagues or whatever who in lockdown are going on runs and they report oh that's it it's the five for five the five k yeah. and donate five pounds thing I don't know whether it's the same in other countries for relevant currency but um so there's a lot of people at the moment running five k's who don't normally run five k's mm. and some of the times they're running in you think that's there's something wrong with your gps you haven't pulled that out of the bag like nah <laughs> what? Oh, so like a, a first time ever runner has just gone out and done like 18 minutes or something exactly yeah mm. yeah so there's been people like talk but i think some of it is that pausing your watch thing and then yeah. walking and then starting it again which people might not even know is you know a faux pas <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, all these noobs, bless them. Um, <laughs> and of course, most of the other news is just more weird runners. Um, a woman has run a marathon in a Premier Inn. <laughs> she said, if everyone has to stay indoors, why don't I attempt to run during my 12-hour night shift? I mean, that's just not a logical leap that I make. I'm like, everyone has to stay in, so if I'm doing a night shift, I might as well run. I was like, I don't know what that connection... I don't know how she's made that connection. And also, if she's doing a 12-hour night shift, shouldn't she be doing some work? Well, I was was thinking about that, but then I was also thinking, what work is there to do at the moment in a hotel? Well, I think think she said there isn't any, which is why she did it. Yeah, she rang a manager. I saw in the article she called her manager, and the manager was like, yeah, go for it. I'm thinking, yeah, because there's nothing else to do. (laughs) She did it in 4.27, though, which is pretty good. That's yeah it's really good and sometimes you know when you go to a premier inn those corridors are long like she probably just did yeah. one one length of the corridor and she was that was that was a marathon looking I mean, for her room which just happened to be right at the end and if she woke anyone up they would have all got the money back straight away so that's perfect yeah <laughs> um in other news ultra runner tom evans has run the equivalent of the three peaks that's ben nevis <clears throat> scarfield pike and snowden on a treadmill so he did oh. 37 kilometres and 3,000 metres of elevation in four hours 32. That's just, all of that is insane. The fact it was on a treadmill, the fact it was 3,000 metres of elevation, and he did it in four hours 32. Yeah, I think he said he really surprised himself with how quick he did it. He was like expecting to be there most of the day and just like smashed yeah. through it in the end. Because he just set the, um, like for Ben Nevis, he just set it to however far it was and the average incline. And he said, like, the last kind of few miles of each peak was just awful because there's no there's no uppy-downy, there's no flat bits, there's yeah. no slight rest bits. It's just exactly the same elevation the whole time until you get to the next hill. Oh, God. That's killer. So, so I'm assuming... So, yeah, he didn't set it to, like, change slightly each, no. you know, every few miles or whatever. Because that's if you were running up a mountain, you would have bits where they were flat and maybe yeah. a bit of downhill and then back up. He just ran uphill the yeah. entire thing. That's yes. insane. Because you're not getting any respite at all. I don't think so, no. Jesus. That's okay. that's mad. And to do it that quickly. Jesus. Yeah, and he was gonna he was gonna be doing the three peaks challenge like the weekend anyway, so we thought, well, I might as well just do it on a treadmill. Again, I yeah. don't make that connection. I don't make that leap. My head doesn't go there. No. No. I also love that Runners World polled runners to ask if runners were practicing good distancing etiquette. As it turns out, we are. How about that? Yeah, well surprise. done everyone. Uh, inevitably this descended into an argument about whether it was the walkers the cyclists or the new runners that were the problem of course because that's what always happens on these things oh uh, is that is there an argument about that on twitter there always is it's constant ah uh, i love it though i love any drama like that twitter <laughs> facebook where you know i'm not even looking at the article i'm looking at the comments all the arguments that are happening underneath are just fantastic entertainment you know yeah uh, just but, before we came on mark atkinson sent to me something that said uh someone had put up a sign just looked like in a nature reserve somewhere someone had just put up an a4 sign that said no joggers and you just think oh <laughs> fuck off for a start straight away fuck off and obviously then everyone's commenting saying oh well i'm a runner so it doesn't apply to me oh <laughs> no joggers i don't yeah. i honestly i'm interested to know though with our listeners are people wearing face masks while they're running because i've seen quite a few people wearing like something over their mouth while they're running so i'm wondering do you know are people doing it because like me they touch their face or are they doing it because they're worried about breathing on are we getting that close to people i don't know yeah i i haven't yet i did read a good thread about this the other day saying how it can be effective in potentially you stopping spreading it to everyone else if you happen to have it and don't know and i haven't done it yet but i do think um if i'm doing more intense runs i probably will if i don't Mm. you know if i'm kind of less likely to want to slow down obviously i would if i really really needed to but if i'm like running really hard um i probably Mm. would for a short distance but over the long ones yeah mm, i haven't yet but again if that changes if i see good evidence that that's a good thing to do then yeah, yeah i will that's the thing i'm waiting for because that, that's the thing when i'm out running i don't actually come into contact with many people because i tend mm. to go early in the morning i tend to go on streets or like trails that are very quiet for me it is more about not touching my own face because mm. i live in a flat you know i'm going out and i'm touching doors of other people if i lived in my own yeah. home with where nobody else is touching the doors i wouldn't be as concerned but you know i have to touch surfaces that lots of other people touch so, but I have seen an increase, especially since the second lockdown, of runners wearing 
um, like buffs and stuff over their faces. So. Yeah, I think that's more. I I think that's probably a more sensible thing to do if you're. It kind of gives other people confidence. I don't think. Yeah. You know, obviously, it does protect yourself uh, to mm. a certain extent, but I think it's more about you're wearing it, which means if you happen to have symptoms and didn't know about it you're much, much less likely to spread that to other people. I think that gives other people then a little bit more confidence about being out. Obviously, you don't want to have a false sense of confidence and be a bit too blasé about it. But I think that's probably the reason I would wear it is just to be, to show that I've kind of, I, I don't, I'm trying not to spread it to other people. Yeah, I think just a, just a quick PSA as well. Runners, when we're out and there's like an empty trail, it's just me and you, don't pass me so fucking close. <laughs> People still doing that? Oh, I've had like three people in the past week. Like, it's been on a trail where, if if they stood on the, if they ran on the other side of the trail, they would be a two meter mm. gap. But as it stands, they're just running directly. Like they're almost brushing my shoulder. It's like, yeah. bitch, social distance yourself. Yeah, oh. that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, I've not the had thing that. is, as well, what makes me irritated is that if we weren't in a pandemic, I'd still give people more space than they're giving me. Yeah. We're not in a race. Why are you so close to me, bro? Move over. <laughs> anyway, that's the, Yeah, I've got to say, it's rant. mostly the walkers I found. Most are fine. There's just a few that look you in the eye and don't move. You know, I have to, you know, okay, I'll run in the road. Fine, I'll run in the road. But at least yeah. look at me and acknowledge that I've done something. That's fine. Yeah. That's I've all said I this before. If we, if we all, even in non-pandemic times, if we all move over just a little bit, if we both make a bit of an effort, then, you know, we'll all be fine. Or at least do what I assume is a very British thing of looking a bit embarrassed if you can't move over any further. You're like, oh, I've tried to move, yeah. oh, but I can't. Oh, but you're on the road now. So it's okay. And just do that little face, whatever that is. And like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, a side note on that Runner's World poll, by the way, which I thought was a little bit funny, is they have 101,000 followers and that poll only got 1,100 votes. So not great engagement from Runner's World there. And it's funny because, like, if they're asking people, are you social distancing? Everyone's going to, you know, are they following distancing etiquette? etiquette? It's, um, everyone's going to say yes, aren't they? They're not yeah. going to say no. I'm coughing on people. I'm going up to people's faces. I'm spitting in them, in yeah. their eyes, you know? They're going to say, yeah, I'm following the etiquette. You know? <laughs> I think they were saying, like, what percentage of other runners do you see? But they were still, like, mostly, oh, like, saying yeah. most runners are, which, of course, runners are going to do because yeah. you, you stick to your own tribe. It's always someone else's yeah. fault. In this case, always yeah, of course, of course. Um, the bullshit headline of the week is from the Independent, and it said the value of the half marathon in preparing for the real thing. <laughs> the real Fuck thing. Fuck you! Oh god, this is oh this really pissed me off. This is a guy who's running his second marathon, so he's obviously a fucking expert, and he's just all of a sudden discovered if you do a half marathon, it's really good training for the real marathon. I'm just like the re the half. You know. I'm really sorry to all those tens of thousands of people out there who have run half marathons. I'm afraid they don't exist. It wasn't a real race. You weren't there. You didn't make an effort and it doesn't count. Sorry. Maybe someone should publish an article saying, you know, the uh, the value of a marathon for preparing for the real thing and then talk about ultra marathons. Yeah, exactly. Like they're different fucking races. For, and they're, they're running different ways for different reasons. It's kind of unfortunate the half marathon's called a half marathon because, again, the fucking yeah. running noobs are just like, oh, a half marathon? Oh, that's like doing half of this. And it's like, no, it's not. Fuck you. Yeah. Like I've said before, I've said it before on this podcast, I have, no, I don't really have any interest in running a marathon. Yeah. If I'm going to run, like, if I'm going to train for a distance, it'll be to train for an ultra just because of, you know, I... I prefer ultras to running a flat-out marathon, which sounds horrendous. Maybe that will change, but at the moment, I don't want to. I like half marathons because, you know, they're over a bit quicker. They're not as hard on the body, things like that. That it's, It has value in its own right, you know? Of course, of course. And also, you can kind of race. I think most people can put in a decent effort and do a hard half marathon. Most yeah. people doing a marathon are just happy to get around exactly it's such a different thing it's just like the real thing it's just a fucking noob thing i looked at his twitter account and i tried to scroll back to see if he'd got any shit for this on twitter when he posted it but by the looks of it he never actually posted it so he obviously wasn't that proud of the article i think he was a football writer so just didn't know his shit oh god so Stuart, what's coming up next in you know this exciting these exciting times these strange and uncertain times <laughs> are you getting a bit bored of the roots around you already uh, well, 
No, because, but only because... Because <laughs> you don't run. I moved, you know, as I've said on this podcast before, I've, I moved a few months ago and I've okay. only just started running again. So I'm actually discovering new routes. Uh, I think if okay. I was living where I was before, I'd, yeah, I'd be incredibly bored. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get to that stage a little now because I think, what, we're in week seven now? Um, and mm. I am really, really lucky. There is loads of routes around me. I can kind of go in any direction, but I've just done them all so much. And it's just mm. that whatever that road is to get home, that last half mile is always really boring. Anyway, um, mm. and there's a couple of one mile virtual races coming up, so I might give them a go. Obviously, they were going to be on, but now they've just been done as free virtual races. Of course, there's a bit of concern. Mm. These races have to be done on that day. So I'm a bit worried there's going to be a lot of people out doing really hard balls out efforts on the same piece of path which is a bit of a concern but i'm going to try and go out early wednesday morning if i can and just do a mile i can do a a kind of a loop around my park um i it's going to be shit though if i get the the good side of seven minutes i'll be happy but it'll be fucking terrible i know it really unfair i think it's hard as well because i wouldn't trust my garmin to give me like a really accurate reading on a one miler i mean if it if it gives me a bit short i don't care (laughs) yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll run till it says 1.61 i'm perfectly happy with that yeah that, that can't be your that can't be your pb though you can't that would be a no sip. no no it definitely it definitely <laughs> wouldn't and it, it won't, will not be anywhere near my pb but no absolutely i will take that as a watch time and take that as it is um do you fancy a, a one mile sprint amy not at all no okay. not at all nope i am noticing because when i first started back up running again after my horrendous hiatus which is what i'm going to call it from now on like horrendous hiatus <laughs> that is what it's now called, with I, capital h's of course yeah where i sat on the sofa and ate cakes um Fat bitch. yeah obviously my I, you know i've never been a particularly fast runner anyway but my times are a lot slower but i've been noticing you know my times are getting a bit better at the moment so yeah i'm just I, I am actually building up the mileage. I'm trying to increase it, but not go too crazy. Like this morning, I was going to go out for another run. This week, I was going to do my four runs a week. Uh, but my, my glutes are hurting. So I just thought, you know what? Don't matter. Ease it back yep. next week. Got we nothing go to train for. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we go up to four days next week. It's fine. So I think I'm just sort of easing back into it and actually enjoying running, which isn't... I know this is not on brand for the podcast. No. But running pain-free and feeling like I have enough energy to run is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. And, you know, it's it's a nice time to get back into running. As You've got nothing to train for, which I think is, in a way, a good thing. Because it means you can just yeah. actually get into it and just kind of be fit and enjoy it. And, of course, it's getting into May now as well, so it's going to start getting warm. So you might have to slow up, up a bit anyway, just because it, it does take... Yeah. Everyone's a bit different, but it does take a few weeks to adapt to warmer mm. running as well. So... There's a little bit of an opportunity there to take a break. So I think that it's a good thing. It's all fine. Yeah. Lockdown is lovely. It's it's made everything better. Where are you going? I've got a visitor. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> oh. You see him. He's here. Hi, Finley. Ow! He's literally say, bit my face. <laughs> bit your face. I was going to say hello to him, but obviously you can't hear me, but still. Oh, no, what a good boy. He's not yeah. a good boy. He's a very naughty boy, but he's cute. No, he's a naughty boy and he's smelly. And finally, just before we go, a shout out to our Patreon $1 donors, Angela, Elizabeth, Matt, Harry, John, Larry, Charlie, Matt, Matt, Jonathan, Steph, Chris, Morwenna, Ben, Len and Rich. Thank you all very much. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit www.runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. I hope you enjoy the website because it's finally now up to date with all the episodes on and I hope you're appreciating it because it was fucking tedious to do, adding each of those pages and all of the links. So I hope people appreciate it and click lots of links and find some things out. That's an aggressive note to finish the podcast on. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Appreciate me. Bitch, social distance yourself.